There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning to the podcast. This is our Thursday edition of the podcast. And we are here in Akron, New York at the Fellowship Baptist Church, Pastor Thaddeus Kuntz and his folks. I certainly appreciate them. Thank the Lord for them. Thank the Lord for the opportunity to preach. We'll be here tonight again, tomorrow night, Friday, and then on Sunday down in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, we'll begin a week of meetings. The week immediately following, beginning on Sunday, we'll be in Blaine, Pennsylvania at the Manassas Community Baptist Church for our fall revival. And that's always a blessing to us. We always enjoy preaching. We always appreciate the saints of God, but it's a blessing to be able to preach in your home church. It's a blessing to be able to hold the meeting. I believe we're in the eighth year of holding that meeting, and we certainly thank the Lord for the opportunity. We're in Matthew chapter 13 today, and we've been looking at the parable of the sower. I'm going to go back and look again more at the parable of the sower. The word of God says much about the sower and the reason it's called the parable of the sower is because he's speaking of a sower. He's speaking to the sower. And he's speaking in verse 8 that some fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some in hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Again, there's much said about the parable of the sower. I would say that most people have an opinion on the parable of the sower. But I guess what it boils down to, and we'll probably look at this tomorrow on the podcast. What it boils down to is the definition of the word understanding. What is understanding? And when you look at it in the light of that, because ultimately, he said, these are they that have understanding. And therefore, if we redefine understanding, we redefine the parable of the sower. And we don't want to do that. We want to look at what the Bible says of the parable of the sower, not because of history, not because of past circumstances, but what the word of God says. And he says in verse 10, and the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. And so these are the kingdom of heaven mysteries that Jesus Christ speaks of. And those mysteries he speaks of, many of them were defined by the Apostle Paul. A mystery is a truth that's never been revealed. It's a truth that God has never shown to man. And yet the Apostle Paul, when he's speaking of him personally being a steward, he wasn't talking about his finances. He wasn't talking about his faith promise giving and his tithes. His stewardship was of the mysteries of God. And he called us to be stewards of those mysteries. What are the mysteries of God? Godliness. Jesus Christ, the church, the coming of the Lord, the imminent return of Jesus Christ in the air. Those are the mysteries. That's what our stewardship is. It's not your finances, although you ought to have good finances. It's not in your giving or lack of giving. No, your stewardship is over the mysteries. You see, if you miss the mystery of the imminent return of Jesus Christ, you miss it all. If you miss the mystery of godliness, you miss it all. 
But yet you can have your finances down pat. You can give faith promise and missions and, and extra support and support your own personal missionaries and give tithes and offerings. But if you miss the mysteries, you miss everything because of the lack of understanding. That's why he tells them. These are for you. These are mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it is not given. The Jews at this point do not have their eyes open. They do not understand those mysteries. And yet he's going to open their eyes to the apostle Paul but he said in verse 12, for whosoever hath to him shall be given and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Now, Jesus Christ spoke of that in several places because they did not bear fruit. That's what the mystery is. And the reality is if you don't bear fruit, you're not his. And I'm not a fruit inspector. God never called me to be a fruit inspector. He said, by the fruits, you shall know them. But yet you can know them by the fruits. But again, I can't identify false fruit from a distance. And most people aren't going to let you get close enough to really identify whether or not their fruit is real or not. Most of it's just words. I can tell you of all my converts and all the people that I've won to Christ and all the people that follow me. And I can tell you all these great and swelling stories. But if you follow me around and start knocking on the doors of people I know, you might find a handful. You might find two handfuls. That is fruit, by the way. Because a lot of them you follow around, you won't find anybody that's actually converted to Jesus Christ because they have a formula without the power of God. They have a practice without the Holy Ghost. And therefore, when this seed falls upon the ground, the practice of it is that those that have not anything, it's going to be taken from them and given to others. Why? Because they didn't bear fruit for the Lord. Therefore, speak I to them in parables, because they see and see not. And by the way, he does take this from Israel. That's the reality of what he's saying there. He takes this and he gives this to the Gentiles. That's what the church is for. Why? Because they would not receive him. Came to his own, his own received him not. And so he spoke to them in perils because they see and see not. And hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And so again, we're back in Isaiah 28. Jesus Christ spoke of those things and uh, along with the sower. When he said that, wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people, which is in Jerusalem. Now, what is he speaking of in verse 14? Well, he started in verse nine, whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? And then in verse 10, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. But now he's speaking to them in parables. Why he told you they will not understand. In verse 15, because you said we made a, have made a covenant with death and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we've made lies our refuge and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. So what did he do? He disannulled that covenant, covenant with death. That is let his blood be upon our children and upon our children's children. He disannulled that. He disannulled that. Why? Because he's Jesus Christ. And when he died, he tasted death for every man. But they could not see this. They did not understand. They could not hear. They could not see the precepts. Why could they not understand? Because they're still on milk. They still don't believe the scriptures speak of him. He's standing in front of them. He has fulfilled all scripture up to this point concerning his birth, concerning his earthly ministry, even concerning speaking in parables. It's one of the things we saw in the Psalms of Asaph. He prophesied. And he prophesied in parables, he spake of these parables, yet they still would not believe the word of God. Psalm 78, he says, give ear on my people to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, 
which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. It's no shock he's speaking in perils because Asaph said that he would. He's speaking this of Jesus Christ. He's prophesying if he opened his mouth, uttering dark sayings. And then verse 4, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praise of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. That's why men ought to praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. That's why the Lord is good and doeth good. His wonderful works in bringing the word of God to speak to them in a parable. They have ears that cannot hear. They have eyes that cannot see. Yes, they're open. Yes, they're ears. They're not hearing what God is saying. They don't have spiritual hearing. They don't have spiritual sight. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. So Isaiah, when he speaks of this prophecy, he is speaking in chapter 6 and verse 9, and he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. So they don't have spiritual understanding. They're looking at Jesus Christ, they don't hear him. They're looking at Jesus Christ, but they don't see him. They don't see him that he is the son of God. They have no understanding. He said, make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears. And then he said this, and understand with their heart and be converted and be healed. So again, he said, understand with their heart. So again, we're looking at this matter of the parable of the sower, which culminates in understanding. What is understanding? Isaiah told us, they understand with their heart. It's not intellectual. It's not an ascent of the mind to Christ, but rather it is the understanding of the heart. And back to Matthew 13, 14, and them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. It's interesting, you go to the house of God and how many people have their eyes closed? They always have an excuse. Oh, I'm just sleepy. Oh, the lights are too bright. Oh, I'm listening, preacher. Just close my eyes. Isaiah prophesied of these people. Then their ears are closed. They're not listening. People shut out the word of God. They don't listen. They just sit there in a daze. They're not hearing what God is saying. They will not open their ears. They will not be attuned to God. And those are the people that are going to die lost. Those people are going to die. I've had people hold their ears in service. Now, I don't let my children hold their ears. Not in the house of God. Not when I'm speaking to them. Not when mommy's speaking to them. Not when the word of God is being preached. My children will not put their fingers or their hands upon their ears. And they do try to do that. Why? Because they're children. They're lost. They're hopeless without Christ. And therefore, they put their fingers upon their ears. Their fingers, they say it's too loud. It's this. And they always looking for an excuse. Why? Because the devil has blinded the eyes of man. He has dulled the hearing of man. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? Because they have their eyes closed, their ears closed. They cannot hear what God is saying. And therefore, they are spiritual dullards without understanding. That's why Jesus told this parable. But yet you preach that and folks aren't listening. You get in their face and tell them, open your eyes, look at me. Look at Jesus Christ. Look and live. The preacher told us that the other night in the house of God. Look and live. So all you got to do is look and live. Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be saved. But yet they won't look. 
Therefore, they because they will not look, because their eyes are blinded. They will not hear because their ears are dull. But he tells his disciples, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. And I could just shout on that. Glory be to God. I want to thank God he opened my eyes to see the Son of God. I thank God he opened my ears to hear the words of God. And I want to thank the Lord that I'm not blind. I want to thank the Lord I'm not deaf. You say, how do you know that? Because every word of God speaks to my heart and ministers to me. And I have that confidence in Christ by the witness of the Holy Ghost within to let me know that indeed I have understanding of Scripture. Not because I'm a preacher, not because I'm smart, not because I'm anybody, but because Jesus Christ himself has revealed to me through the word of God. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. He said many. He said these are those by faith. They're looking for Jesus Christ. They're looking for uh, that city which is to come. They're looking, he said, they've attained a good report through faith, not receiving the promise. They have not that promise. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had the opportunity of return. But now they desire a better country. Hallelujah. That is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. And they wandered about destitute. They wandered about a sheepskin and clothing. Wandered about looking for him. They did not see him, yet they saw him by the promise. They saw him by faith. They saw him according to the promise of God. You and I see him by the promise of God, the word of God. We see him by faith. You don't see him intellectually. You don't see him physically. You see him by the word of God. And if God has revealed that to you, you ought to just go ahead and just shout amen. I don't care if you are from Maine. You ought to just rejoice that God revealed his dear son to you. You ought to rejoice that God would open up the word of God and just reveal Jesus Christ by faith. Your eyes are open. Your ears are open to hear. And you can listen to the words of God and know the holiness of God, the work of God. Blessed be his holy name. Join us again tomorrow and we'll try to finish up the parable of the sower. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.